What's up, everybody? Back for another episode of Eat When You Can, Sleep When You Can, and Don't Fuck With The Pancreas. I'm your host, Dr. Fairchild, here with my co-host, Dr. Buttress, and today we have a special guest on the show. We do. Uh, joining us today is one of our chief residents, uh, Dr. Dresden Soderstrom, um, here to for a very special episode where we're going to talk, uh, or more, we're going to listen while uh, Dresden talks to us about what it's like to be a mom in general surgery as a resident specifically. So first, uh, Dresden, do you mind just kind of introducing yourself for our listeners um, so they can know a little bit about you? Sure. So like you said, I'm Dresden Soderstrom. I'm one of the chief surgery residents here in Chattanooga. Um, I'm from South Georgia. I grew up in small town, South Georgia. I'm actually the daughter of a general surgeon. Um, I am married to a pharmacist in the children's hospital. He's actually working tonight. And I have a two-year-old little girl named Sophia. And I'm going to be a general surgeon. And two. Sophia is adorable. Yeah. And, and, Objectively. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and so Sophia is two, so that also means that you were pregnant during residency, too. Yes. Which will be something else good we can talk about here. Mm-hmm. For any, any women out there that are in residency or any women that are, uh, you know, pre-med or med students that are, that are you know, considering surgery as a residency and are worried about, you know, life as a mom or as a pregnant um, physician, as a resident, Dresden's here to kind of shed some light on that and kind of help you understand what that's been like and what her, her experience has been like during this six-year program. Yeah, and I think a great place to kind of start is, Dresden, could you tell us about f- first the the planning aspect of it? Because I think family timing of a family within residency is even something that we think about. I mean, I, I've talked to my wife about it, of like, when's the best time? Is there a year to do it? Uh, but I think that's completely different if you're going to be the one who has to uh, carry the child for nine months and then give birth and all that. Um, so what was that like, um, discussions with Sean about, um, you know, family planning and how did y'all come to that decision of when to start a family? Sure. So I always knew that I would be pregnant at some point during residency. Um, I actually talked to Dr. Giles about that pretty early on. Um, the fact that I wanted to do that, um, and so he said, of course, absolutely. I expect that you're going to grow your family while you're a resident. I expect that you're going to do that because these are your, unfortunately, prime childbearing years. So, you know, I'm a resident between the ages of 27 and 33. So, of course, I was going to start my family during that time. Um, as far as when we decided to do it, I knew I wanted to do it during a time when I still had research. So that was the biggest factor for me because I knew I could bunch my research together and still, you know, take some time off to be with Sophia. Yeah, we've talked about that on previous episodes. So for those unfamiliar, UT Chattanooga uh, is a six-year program because one year is devoted to either research, um, an MBA, or the critical care fellowship. So, you know, our second, third, and fourth years as residents, we have four months total during those times where we have research blocks. So, you know, it it sounds like that worked in your favor um, to be able to be pregnant during that time and, and, you know, have a child during those years to be able to have some time off. Can you talk to me a little bit about, so in the regular world, you have a baby, you have time off mm-hmm. after you have a baby. What was that like in surgery residency? Surgery residency is different. Um, it's certainly harder. Um, I did work, the program worked so well with me, I will say that. I think that I've been very fortunate to be where I've been um, as far as having a child during residency. But it is different than, you know, one of my best friends is a teacher. When she had her kids, she got 12 weeks off, no looking back. Um, I got six weeks off, um, and that's just kind of standard across the board from my understanding. Um, And that included all of my vacation time, um, all of my sick leave, everything to kind of get those six weeks of maternity leave. 
But again, I was on research. So I, I stuck three months of research together. So I had my daughter at the beginning of August and I had August, September and October all on research. And then I took, sorry, I took call during that time, um, but did not, did not actually have, you know, clinical duties during the day for the most part. Do you think, um, you know, the program working with you, I think is so huge. And I think we stress that when we have applicants looking at uh, UT Chattanooga because it's so much a family vibe and we really do, the program works with us for stuff. I know uh, speaking with uh, Rain in our class, um, you know, he's getting ready to have his second baby and um, they're going to, he's going to have basically a, a month where he's going to be kind of less clinical duties. It makes, he's what it's sounding like. And uh, he's, a, he doesn't even have research months. Uh, so I'm curious what they've, you know, how they've structured that time out for him. Um, but either way, they're still making it work because he's doing the fellowship. He's not, he doesn't have those research blocks. Um, so when you were talking with the program about planning this, did they, had you already decided that you weren't doing the fellowship of the MBA? Um, and I'm curious, what do you think they would do if, say, it was someone who was doing the fellowship and still needed time off to uh, start a family? Would they just have to craft different hours around or different months? What do you think they would do? So that has absolutely happened before in Chattanooga. Um, I can think of one female who graduated kind of the year before I got here who did that. She did the fellowship and she also had children during residency. And they just put you on lighter rotations during that time is all they do. You still get your six weeks off, you know, absolutely no call, no nothing. And then you come back on something lighter. Um, You know, they don't throw you right into being trauma chief your first month back. (laughs) That wouldn't be fair. No, no. It, it would not. You know, I was looking um, prior to this podcast at just some different data that's that's been out there for pregnancy and for having children during residency. And um, JAMA actually posted in 2018 a big study that was done out of Brigham and Women's um, looking at 347 surgery residents um, that had had a child or had been pregnant during their residency. And it, it's kind of interesting. So a lot of the data, it, it kind of correlates to what you were just saying where Majority of people took about six weeks off. That's all they got. They said that 74% of them actually continued working the same schedule they had up until the day of essentially having their baby. So there wasn't really any kind of, you know, pre-modifications to, to the schedule. And then the most interesting thing is, so 39% of participants reported that they had actually considered leaving their residency program during this. And 30% said that they would advise a female not to go into surgery if she was interested in having a family. Where do you think you'd fall on, 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 on that data, Dresden? I think that every single woman that goes on maternity leave, especially with their first baby, going back is terrifying. I think that that's a really big deal, um, kind of going back to work, trying to figure out who you are again. You know, I could talk forever about the fact that you're a whole new person after you have a kid, and you're now you're in charge of someone else. And so trying to navigate that is difficult, but... I was ready to come back, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean, I love my daughter to death, but I was ready to to have some adult time. Yeah, one thing I'm kind of curious about. So we have a lot of uh, dads in the program. Uh, I think, what do we think, 10, maybe, 8 or 9? Yeah, at uh, least at UT Chattanooga, for yeah. sure. Um, and, you know, I, I'm sure that they get some time off right around the time they have their kid. Uh, but what do you think is the biggest difference? You know, you're currently the only mom in the program. Uh, Dr. McCabe's about to have a baby. Uh, but what do you think the difference is um, just being a mom versus being a dad in surgery residency? So do you mean around having the child or just in general? That and just, you know, around, I guess, the time of having the child and um, when you come back to work and just kind of, um, 
you know, moms and dads have different responsibilities, I, I would say. Um, and so have you noticed that it's a little bit different being the mom? Absolutely. It's different. I mean, I'm very much of the, the opinion that women and women, women and men are very different. Um, I think that in some ways makes me a better general surgery resident. And sometimes it shows some of my weaknesses. I think that we're all just different. Um, and I think that a lot of the times when I struggle with, you know, all of my mom expectations, they're all self-imposed expectations. They're all things that I expect of myself as a mom, um, as opposed to other people kind of forcing those on me. So sometimes I think I struggle a little bit more, you know, just trying to meet those expectations of what a mom should be. And dads don't really have that. Um, but that's really the biggest difference, I would say. Yeah. You know, so to give some potential female resident advice that maybe you didn't have, that you didn't know, that now you're a chief mm -hmm. with a daughter, went through residency and was able to have your daughter and be pregnant. A girl that is now a pre-med student or a med student thinking about coming into surgery, maybe getting married and maybe discussing these things with you know her husband right now, anything that you would tell them right now, getting ready to walk into residency that maybe you didn't know? About being a mom? Yes. Um, I always say do it. I mean, it's the best thing I've ever done. I, I absolutely love being a mom. I love being a surgeon. Both of those things are, are great for me and they're not mutually exclusive. So I would say do it. I would say you have to be able to find your voice in order to do it successfully. There are things that I have to stand up for myself on. Um, you know, it's really important to me to set priorities with Sophia. So sometimes I have to be home when, you know, if I wasn't tied down, then I wouldn't have to leave the hospital. Or sometimes I leave and I go to her doctor's appointments, whereas dads don't really worry about that so much. So I had to find my voice, but I've been incredibly happy having done that. Yeah, I like that. So anyone out there listening, you heard do it. And I think that's what's important. And that's the, the point of this message in this podcast is, you know, if you are fearful of, trying to start a family, or if, if that is something that may be hindering your decision to potentially go into surgery, uh, given the hours and the workload and what we do for as many years as we do it, um, you know, Dresden's living proof to, that you can become a chief, you can have a job that she has now lined up uh, when she leaves here. Um, she's having a, a successful family and um, successful mother. And, you know, so if it is something you're considering, it, it, it happens every day. There's many people around the country doing it, you know, do it. I mean, I think that, um, you know, looking back, it, it, it will be potentially one of the greatest decisions you ever made. So don't let that potentially not allow you to become a surgeon. Yeah. And a couple other things I kind of want to uh, ask about. So when you came back, uh, now you're a mom and you're returning to general surgery residency. What do you think changed the most for you? Um, you know, when you interact with patients or just being in the OR, you know, how did it, how did having a kid change you as a doctor? Oh, it made me so much softer in some ways. I can't do those like peds traumas anymore. They just, they really kill me. I really yeah. have trouble with that, to be honest with you. Um, again, it made me find my voice. It made me stand up for myself more because I had other people counting on me to make it home and to, to take care of things. And so it definitely made me grow up in a lot of ways, um, which I think is great. Again, for any prospective, you know, medical student out there that's thinking they can't have a family and be a general surgeon, I'll tell you that your life just does not stop for residency, just like it does not stop for when you're in attending. You know, if you're just trying to put it off, it doesn't get easier when you're in attending. If anything, the stakes get higher. And uh, you, I remember the chief talk we had at the very beginning of the year. Oh, uh, you, you, you said something that really resonated and I thought was awesome is you were like, I'm choosing this year to be with y'all, y'all being the new interns and the residents, uh, because chief year is very different, I think, 
you know, you have increased responsibilities. Um, you know, people look to you a lot more. Uh, I think your hours are sometimes worse because, you know, if big cases go late, they expect you to be the one doing it. Your weekend call can be terrible, and especially this year when our attendings are just operating till the ass crack of dawn. You know, yeah. you're, you're never really sleeping. Um, you know, what is your, now that you're almost through, you know, we're into almost March now of your chief year, uh, looking back, do you think that you've kind of fulfilled that uh, kind of, I guess, pledge to us? What has chief year been like, and did you, was it, is it everything you expected it to be while trying to balance, you know, being a mom and taking care of Sophia? Oh, it's even better than I thought it was going to be. I love it. Um, I will say I could not have made that pledge to y'all without having a very stable partner. So that was a conversation that my husband and I had about what this year was going to look like for me and how much I, how hard I wanted to work, honestly, um, to really get to where I want to be at the end of this. Um, Chattanooga trains an incredible product, and I wanted to be one of those products. So um, it was really important to me to try to fulfill that pledge. I hope I've done okay at it. I think uh, so. I try to stand up for you guys and try to be there with you guys. Um, so hopefully I've done okay at it. I think you've done awesome. I mean, we, we, we've had a great year, you know, me and you as twos and, um, I've really enjoyed this year. I think that, you know, you've done a great job. We get to follow Dresden on her social media and watch her and her, all of her stories with her baby. So (laughs) they're all hilarious. They, they are. Y'all need to tune in. Yeah, they are hilarious. (laughs) Um, Dresden MS, you can find her on, on Instagram. Oh gosh. Um, but, uh, you know, we're happy we got to have her on the show. I mean, we're happy that we got to have this episode. We've been looking forward to this episode for a while. Yeah. And so we've been, we have been wanting to do this. You know, speaking of, um, you know, just people being pregnant and stuff in, in our program, uh, are you happy you chose UT Chattanooga? Oh, I love it. I couldn't have done it. I don't know that I could have done it anywhere else, to be honest with you. Um, you know, when you talk about program support, uh, for some context, since my daughter is two and a half, I had her August 2020, so that was at the height of COVID. Um, Things were really scary then. Things, you know, they were saying you had worse outcomes if you got COVID when you were pregnant. They were telling me that I was going to be separated from the baby if I tested positive, even if I was asymptomatic. It was a really scary time, and I had this kind of, like, exposure moment um, on a Sunday. And I called Dr. Giles at home, and I was like, this is awful. Like, I I was incredibly hormonal. Y'all don't judge. (laughs) Um, nine months pregnant, just absolutely awful. And he was like, okay, you're done. And so like, if you want to talk about like real support, like he just pulled me out and was like, we're going to figure it out. You don't worry about it. Your family is what matters. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and we, we've seen that so many times, uh, you know, when something goes on in your personal life. Uh, I remember instances this past year that we've talked about in other episodes where chiefs or seniors just step up and be like, you need to get out of here. You need to go home and deal with whatever's going on because that's more important than this job at the end of the day. Um, and our program has always kind of backed us on that front. And I think we always have tremendous support. Um, and I think Dresden, you said something really important earlier, uh, about kind of the conversation you had with, uh, Sean about managing expectations. Uh, I think that's huge in every aspect we had, we've talked about it before. Um, you know, trying to maintain relationships and all that stuff, having, conversations and having really clear expectations um, is so important. And especially, I think, you know, when we start talking about starting families, I think there's nothing more crucial than without a doubt um, being on the same page. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. I mean, that, to echo that, that's just residency is already tough. Maintaining rela- relationships during residency is tough. But the minute that you are going to begin a family, 
Mm-hmm. That's just a whole nother ball game, you know, and me and you aren't there yet. You are. And that's why I want to get you here so we could talk to you and, 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 you know, current surgery resident about to be done already has a job, successful mother, successful relationship. And, you know, it, it's doable. So anyone out there interested, don't be scared. I, I would advise you look into the programs that you are interested in and just see, you know, the residents, current residents there, if they do have any um, potential pregnant uh, ladies in the program or mothers in the program, what kind of support they have. I think those things are important because you, you, you mentioned how much UT Chattanooga has um, impacted your ability to be a, a mom and be successful at that and be a great surgeon. So, you know, props to you and, you know, thanks for coming on the show. We're happy to have you. Look, anyone out there that might be interested or, you know, has any questions for Dresden, um, feel free to shoot us an email, dfwthepancreas at gmail.com. We will relay those questions to her. She will answer them. We can get back to you, let you know. But until next time, eat when you can, sleep when you can, and don't fuck with the pancreas. Hey, y'all. We appreciate y'all listening to today's episode on Don't Fuck With The Pancreas. We hope that you tune in to the next episode. We don't know when it's going to be released. We're so busy. We're just we're putting them out when we get chances to. Uh, we're listening to what you guys tell us. Um, some of y'all send us responses on Instagram. Some of y'all send us direct messages um, on, on TikTok. Whatever it may be, keep reaching out to us. We're going to keep putting this podcast episode out there for you guys. Yeah, email us with episode ideas, with questions you have. Uh, if you want to be featured on an episode, we'd love to have you. If you have something to bring to the table, we'd love to, uh, to get you involved in any way possible. Uh, we're, we're posting content on, on TikTok and on Instagram and on YouTube as well. And so continue to tune in, continue to follow us and share it with your friends. Uh, pre-med students, med students, undergrad students, anybody in the general public, we're trying to reach as many as possible to give you an insight on what it is like day in and day out to be a general surgery resident. Yeah, the only way you're going to find this is on this podcast, guys, DFWTP. You have to find it. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, whatever playlist you might use, whatever podcast servicing you use, listen to it there. Check out our Instagram. It's DFWThePancreas. Check out our TikTok, DFWTP, and you can shoot us on email at DFWThePancreas at gmail.com any ideas anything you want to hear anything you want from us let us know but you got to keep listening you got to keep sharing it and y'all tune into the next episode we'll see you there don't fuck with the pancreas